Hello, and welcome to the Strange Matters Podcast, where we discuss everything that is bizarre, mysterious, and unexplained. I'm Sean, and I will be the host for this episode. In this episode, we'll be talking about possibly the two hungriest men who ever lived. Both were afflicted by some type of disease, which constantly drove them to desire food for every waking moment. These two men would feel a constant state of starvation, despite eating pounds and pounds of food throughout the day. Even more disturbing, when food was scarce, these two men would find just about anything they could to shove down their mouths in an eternal quest to finally satisfy their hunger. These two now infamous men are Terare and Charles Domery. Before we get started, though, I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our listeners, Michael Adams, for sending us in some cool new art images for Strange Matters which we'll be using as the custom art on some of our upcoming episodes. So thanks a lot, Michael, for sending those in. It means a lot to us and is definitely a big help, especially considering my own artistic ability is limited to what I can crudely cut and paste in Microsoft Paint. Also, I'd like to give a quick warning about this episode. Some of the information in it is at times unsettling, if not downright disturbing at points as well. And though these stories are about the perhaps hungriest guys in history, I would recommend that you don't listen to this while eating, or at least for those listeners who are easily grossed out. But with that being said, let's start with the history behind these two unique men. Charles Domery was a Polish man born around 1778, who had quickly become known for his enormous appetite, even from a young age. Charles was part of a large family, one of nine boys, all of whom had reputations for being able to put away mass quantities of food. But Charles takes the cake above all of them. Though young Charles ate in a day what would normally satisfy multiple grown men, he was not overweight by any means, rather possessing a normal build for his tall height of 6'3". He was generally known as a pleasant fellow in good health. He had a standard body temperature and heart rate, and had no abnormalities to his bodily structure or muscles though he was described as being weaker than the average man. Later in his life, doctors would describe Charles as being free of mental health issues, or at least as far as 18th century standards go, and of normal intelligence. As Charles grew older, his appetite and hunger grew as well. It was noted that, despite the incredible amount of food that he could stuff inside him at any given time, he was rarely seen to get sick or vomit. One of the first observed oddities was his sleep pattern, as he would start to sweat profusely almost immediately after falling asleep. He would always wake up every couple hours of sleep, complaining of deep hunger, even if eating a huge meal right before going to bed. He would gobble down a big snack and go back to sleep, waking up one or two hours later just to repeat the process. The doctors could not explain his bizarre appetite, or why he would sweat so much while sleeping, but not when he woke up. When he was 13, Charles enlisted in the Prussian army during the War of the First Coalition, the first attempt of the European monarchies to defeat the French First Republic, led by Napoleon. As the army was on siege around Thienville, a shortage of food began. This was obviously a problem for Charles, who would eat the rations of three or four men regularly. Perhaps after hearing of the fine cuisine of the French, Charles decided to abandon his countrymen and follow his stomach across enemy lines, sneaking into the town and surrendering to the French in exchange for food. The bemused commander accepted and handed Charles a melon, which he instantly scarfed down in whole. 
A general then led Charles to gorge himself on a variety of foods in the town, of which Charles ate just about everything he could get his hands on. Enjoying the higher food supply of his former enemies, Charles changed his allegiance and enlisted with the French Revolution Army. He was given twice the daily amount of rations and used his military wage to buy even more food. However, this was still not enough, and when his stomach got the better of him, Charles prowled the streets looking for anything edible. Charles would estimate that in that year he ate 174 stray cats, leaving behind these piles of cat bones and fur wherever he managed to grab one. He would also go graze out into the fields, eating several pounds of grass every day when his rations weren't enough to fill him up. After a while, Charles was transferred to serve aboard the French ship, the Hoche. In a memorable act, during one of the battles the ship took place in, a cannonball severed a man's leg and sent it tumbling across the deck. The ever-hungry Charles Domery dove on it instantly and started to gnaw on the leg meat, or at least until the limb could be wrestled away from him by his fellow crewmates and tossed overboard. And it was pretty hard to imagine what exactly Charles was able to do in his service in the military, as it seemed that his singular focus was either eating or searching for his next meal. Charles would eventually be captured along with the rest of the crew of the Hoche, and would be sent to a prison camp. Just like his previous residences, everyone at the prison was shocked at his endless appetite. Their curious guards granted him double rations, but still Charles would complain of his intense hunger. His allowment was gradually increased, until he was eventually eating as much as 10 other prisoners every single day. Just to be expected though, even this was not enough. The hungry Charles managed to grab a hold of the local prison cat and made a quick meal of it, along with whatever rats that he managed to capture in his cell. The eventual fate of Charles Domery is unknown, as no records of him exist beyond his time as a prisoner of war. No one knows if he died in the prison, or perhaps returned to France or Poland after the war. There are accounts of several experiments done on him during his time in prison, as several of the doctors there wanted to push the man's limit for what he could stomach. In an experiment in one day, he was fed four pounds of raw cow's udder in the early morning, followed a few hours later by five pounds of raw beef, a dozen large candles, and a bottle of beer. Later for lunch, he had another five pounds of beef, another pound's worth of candles, and three porters. During his time of study in that day, he did not vomit or use the bathroom at all. The baffled doctors just sent the man back to his cell, where it was observed that Charles was in great spirits, laughing and dancing and enjoying himself, or at least until he grew hungry again shortly thereafter. Now, as bizarre as Charles Domery's hunger was, there is perhaps one other man whose appetite even surpassed Charles's. That man would be the legendary Frenchman, Terrer. Not much is known about the young life of Terrer, nor is it known what his actual name was. He was believed to be born in 1772, making him just a few years older than his Polish counterpart in hunger, Charles Domery. As a teen, Terrer was said to be able to eat near his body weight in food every day, though this point is now believed by many to be a bit of an exaggeration. He was eventually kicked out of his house by his parents who could not support his endless appetite, so the young man ended up as a showman in a traveling group of miscreants. Torreira would put on street performances where he would eat just about whatever he could get his hands on, corks, rocks, and even small living animals. 
Unlike Charles Domery, though, Torreira was not an image of a normal man with good health. Despite his endless eating, he was thin, weighing only about 100 pounds. He had an abnormally wide mouth, extremely thin lips, and heavily stained and disgusting teeth. His stomach could expand with the large amount of foods or objects he ate, noted as being able to distend like a huge balloon. When he had not eaten for a good number of hours, his stomach would shrink in, and his skin would hang loose around his abdomen, to the point where he could grab a handful of his loose skin and wrap it partially around his waist. His cheeks could also stretch out like a chipmunk's, and the skin would hang loose when he wasn't stuffing his face. It was said that he could store a dozen eggs in his mouth at any given time. Along with his unpleasant physical looks, Torreira also just stank as well. Many people made mention of his stench, a foul body odor that caused those around him to give him a berth of at least a dozen paces wherever he went. He would also sweat profusely often, and his skin was said to be very hot to the touch, almost as if he always had a high fever. The Frenchman would become even more unbearable after he ate a huge meal, as his stomach would expand greatly, his eyes would glaze over and become bloodshot, his stench would grow, and reportedly even a visible vapor-like substance could be seen rising from his bloated body. Unlike Charles Domery, Torreira would suffer from diarrhea often, which was reported by one individual as smelling horrid beyond all conception. However, despite his disgusting habits and appetite, Torreira was not known to suffer obvious mental illness and did not exhibit unusual behavior beyond his apathetic nature and his constant desire to eat large quantities of food. Just like his comrade Charles Domery, Torreira served in the War of the First Coalition as a soldier in the French Revolution Army. Just like Charles, he could not eat enough and would perform favors for other soldiers in exchange for their foods. Eventually, he was taken away to a military hospital where the doctors became confused when he was given four men's rations and still complained of hunger after devouring all the food. Torreira would end up prowling the hospital, eating garbage, food scraps, stealing food from other patients, and even eating any medications left out. In one experiment, a doctor and a surgeon allowed Torreira to eat a meal that had been prepared for 15 workers who were at the hospital. Just as expected, he ate every scrap of food, along with four gallons of milk, before collapsing into a deep sleep. One of the doctors walked up and probed the sleeping Torreira and took note how his belly had expanded like a balloon and the skin stretched taut. In other experiments, Torreira was given a variety of live animals to eat, in which he would devour everything except the bones. The surgeon-in-chief of the hospital, Baron Percy, was quoted about this fact. The dogs and cats fled in terror at his aspect, as if they had anticipated the kind of fate he was preparing for them. However, despite all of this, the army requested that Torreira be returned to active duty, since he was not incapacitated in any way beyond his hunger issues. Since Torreira could not really serve as a standard soldier, a special plan was made for his talents. The plan would be that Torreira would swallow confidential and secret plans to transport across enemy lines, allowing him to serve as a one-of-a-kind military courier. Torreira was given a small wooden box with a document inside to eat and travel with, and in exchange he was giving 30 pounds of bull lungs and liver as an incentive. The man happily accepted, eating his reward in front of the high-ranking officials before setting out. Torreira's mission was to carry a secret message to an imprisoned colonel 
held captive by the Prussian army. He started to cross the enemy lines at night, disguised as a German commoner. The plan quickly fell apart, though, when he passed through the nearest town, where the locals discovered where he couldn't actually speak German. Torreira was nearly immediately captured, and the next day told the Prussians the nature behind his secret mission. Though a bit doubtful, the Prussians strapped Torreira down to a toilet for a few hours until the box inevitably passed through his system. Much to Torreira's surprise, the so-called secret message inside was simply a ruse, a test run. There was no actual confidential information. The Frenchman was taken to the gallows where the Prussians staged a mock execution. Without any further use of the man, and probably unwilling to feed him as a prisoner, the Prussians gave him a good beating and then sent him back on his way towards the French lines. After the embarrassment of his failed dummy mission, Torreira returned to the military hospital in search of a cure to his bottomless hunger. The doctor there attempted several treatments, including laudanum, wine vinegar, and tobacco pills. When these failed, a huge amount of boiled eggs was given to Torreira in an attempt to keep him satisfied. Unfortunately, nothing worked, and once again Torreira was back to sneaking around the hospital, eating whatever scraps he could, even going as far as trying to break into the morgue to eat the dead. As frustrations grew, it culminated when a 14-month-old toddler went missing in the hospital near Torreira's room. And though he claimed that he would never do such a thing as eating a child, he was exiled from the hospital. There are no further records of Torreira's whereabouts until he was on his deathbed a few years later. He would quickly die of tuberculosis and constant diarrhea. What began was perhaps the most disturbing and disgusting point of this case, Torreira's autopsy. His dead body began to rot at a very quick pace, and the hospital surgeons refused to work or even go near his body due to the horrid smell. One of the doctors, however, was just too curious to let this remarkable man's death be swept aside without discovering the mystery behind his appetite, so he managed to convince the hospital to perform the autopsy. The results of the exam was just as unusual and unsettling as you can imagine from a man with such a history as Troyer. The surgeons found that his gullet to be nearly impossibly wide, his esophagus much larger than any human they had studied before. By tilting his head back and opening his jaws, the doctors could actually see clear and directly through his passageway into his stomach. And speaking of his stomach, to no one's surprise, it was found that Torreira's stomach was several times larger than normal. In fact, his stomach took up the majority of the room in his abdominal cavity, and was also covered in nasty ulcers. Along with his stomach, his liver and gallbladder were noted as being quite large as well. Perhaps most disgusting of all was that much of his torso was filled with large amounts of pus. So now that we've discussed the strange and at times disturbing lives of the two hungriest men who ever lived, the question remains as to what was behind their appetite. One of the most popular theories I've seen during research is an illness called Prader-Willi syndrome, or PWS, which is a genetic disorder in which, during childhood, the afflicted individual becomes constantly hungry, often leading to obesity and diabetes. This disorder would seem to certainly apply to the near-limitless hunger of the men Charles Domery and Torreira. However, there are a few reasons why this may not have been the answer. 
One of the obvious reasons is that many people afflicted with Prader-Willi syndrome are very obese due to the fact that they can't control their eating. However, as mentioned before, both the Polish and the Frenchmen were unique in that they were quite thin despite the incredible amount of food that they were consuming. The base body temperature with those with PWS is sometimes lower than average, though Torreira was noted as having skin that was always felt hot to the touch. Also, those with PWS cannot simply eat as much as they want and not face physical risk. And there are cases of those suffering and sometimes dying from ruptured stomachs. It is amazing to note of the feats that these men could pull off without doing such fatal damage to their stomachs. There are, though, a number of other genetic disorders that can allow for extra elasticity to human tissue, perhaps explaining the vastly expanding stomach and stretchy skin of Terer. Another one of the modern explanations for the mystery behind the hunger is another disorder called pica, which is characterized by the appetite of an individual to eat things that aren't really food or nutritious. This would explain Terer's ability and desire to eat things such as stones, forks, watches, and even small wooden box with supposedly hidden documents. It is also possible that some of the claims are simply vast exaggerations on what really happened. Many people will find it hard to wrap their head around someone eating 30 pounds of raw meat in one sitting without their stomachs bursting open or them throwing up halfway through. Just for curiosity's sakes, I looked into what I could figure was the closest thing in the modern age to the feats that these men were known for, competitive eating contest. I looked up some of the records held by Takiro Kobayashi, the well-known Japanese competitive eater and hot dog enthusiast. Some of Kobayashi's records include eating 20 pounds of rice balls in 12 minutes, 17 pounds of cow brains in 15 minutes, and over 20 pounds of soba noodles in 12 minutes. Another popular eater, Joey Chestnut, possesses the world record of eating 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes, about 15 pounds of meat. So, maybe some of the accounts of Torreira's eating abilities are exaggerated, but maybe he really could shovel 20 to 30 pounds of food down over the course of one meal. It would seem that his stomach could certainly handle the capacity. Another mystery remains, though, if it is mostly true about how much food these two men could eat, why were they described as being so thin? Well, an explanation is it could be that just because they were constantly hungry and had the ability to eat 20 pounds at a time doesn't mean that they actually did that on a regular basis. Perhaps for the majority of the time and most days, the men could only eat close to a normal amount, maybe sometimes able to grab a few extra rations. Then it was only on certain rare occasions that really did have the chance to absolutely devour huge amounts of food. If this was the case, that on average they ate to close to normal amount, plus if you factor in perhaps some nutritional deficiencies or some other medical disorders, then there could be some explanations how both men were known to be rather slender despite their huge appetites. Another one of the most interesting facts about these cases to me is that both of these men were just about the same age and living during the same time, even fighting in the same war. It's pretty remarkable that of the two most amazing cases of such endless hunger and whatever traits caused the two to be able to eat so much, that these two unique stories happened almost at the same time. Perhaps then that could factor into play. Some type of strange mutation that for some reason popped up into the young of the time period 
or a type of genetic or metabolic disorders that only afflicted people to this extent that was also unique to the general area of Europe in the 1770s. It is really hard to do anything but take educated and sometimes wild guesses at this point, several hundred years later and with only a small number of credible written reports on both men. Most likely, we will never know the exact cause of the endless appetite behind Charles Domery and Terrier. Unless if another person comes along in the future who possesses the same bizarre and unimaginable urges. It does make me wonder how such a man would be like living in the modern world. Would they use their freakish ability to gain popularity and notoriety? Or would they instead seek to find a medical cure at any cost? One thing I have no doubt on is that Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut would most likely see their hard-earned eating competition world records go bye-bye. So for right now, we can only look back at that time and wonder what exactly was the explanation and cause behind these two men, Terrer and Charles Domery, that could make them stand out in history above everyone else to become the hungriest men of all time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Strange Matters Podcast. If you have your own thoughts on the cases of Charles Domery or Terrer that you'd like to share with us, or if you have suggestions and ideas for future episodes, please feel free to write to us at our email, strangematterspodcast at gmail.com, or visit us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also check out our website, strangematterspodcast.com, where you can listen to, download, and comment on all of our episodes. A reminder that Strange Matters Podcast is made possible by our generous supporters over at Patreon. On Patreon, you can pledge a small monthly donation, which helps keep the podcast going and you can also gain access to exclusive monthly bonus episodes. For those interested in helping supporting Strange Matters, please visit our page over at patreon.com strangematters, or visit our website and click on the Support Us page. Finally, we ask that if you're listening to us on iTunes, please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. That means a lot to us to hear your feedback, and it also helps promote the podcast so we can always reach new listeners. So until the next episode of the Strange Matters podcast, Take care, everyone.